The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpa sportsmed to learn more. All right, we are now hours away from the official start of the 2022 high school football season. And this is the High School Football Report. We are powered by PenLive and several brands of coffee. Sitting on the other side of the river is colleague Dan Sostic. Dan, how are you this glorious August afternoon? Oh, I'm doing well, you know. Trying not to use too much AC to keep that uh, <laughs> electric bill down, but it's, getting, it's still hot. Uh, I always forget the football season starts hot as can be, and then by the end of it, you're you're in danger of you know yes. pneumonia every every outing. So, <laughs> speaking, you're a big coffee guy. What's your what's your, what is your favorite brand of coffee? Uh, you know, before I moved here, I was a pretty big just Folgers guy, but now I've started going to you know corner cornerstone co- uh, coffee up in Camp Hill, and uh, I I can't stop getting their flavored coffees. They've got a Snickers flavor that <laughs> doesn't really not sure if it tastes like Snickers, but it smells like Snickers when you wake up, and that's that's usually uh. That's my go-to now. That's good it's enough. A li- yeah. Little free plug for them. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm a dark, bold, bold kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Like my, my aunts keep sending me this. They're, they're in New York, and you know they're 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 chic. And, and uh, anything with caffeine for me. Yeah, they keep sending me these weird stuff from like you know say bars and stuff. I I don't I don't even know the name of half of this stuff, but it's all good. It's all good yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to try to not drink as much anymore just because I feel like it can't be good for me um, how much I used to drink. But <laughs> I'll probably by the time the football season starts, I'll probably be right back on that five yeah, cups a day or whatever. Well, speaking of football, man, let's get down to it. Uh, you know, what are we basically looking at head head forward in week one? I mean, I do think that we have a couple of PIAA championship contenders, at least on paper we do. Uh, but at least one of those programs is obviously dealing with uh, suspension of their coach. That would be Harrisburg High for the first two weeks. Uh, and there have been plenty of other storylines uh, this preseason, most of them unsettling, to say the least, as we learned today that Middletown Area School District uh, canceled its football season as it continues to investigate a hazing in- incident. So what I thought we'd do is sort of focus on Power 5 today. Um, we're going to discuss the the five most intriguing games in District 3 this week. Uh, the five programs under pressure, we feel are under pressure right away. And, of course, the five players that we really want to see uh, on this opening week. We'll keep uh, we'll keep that list to mid-pen guys or at least D3 guys. Uh, so, Dan, let's dive right in, man. We purposely did not interact with each other about our picks uh, for any of these Power 5 categories uh, for a reason. We want to see where we differ uh, and, and maybe uh, get a a couple of conversations going. Um, so why don't you start us off, Dan, and we'll go back and forth. And um, some, why don't you give me your first uh, intriguing game of District 3 this week? Well, my first one, I think, is kind of the low-hanging fruit game of them all, and it's <laughs> uh, it's Emotep Charter versus Bishop McDevitt. I mean, we were talking about it kind of off-air about how if, if, uh, if college coaches wanted to go to one game in Pennsylvania this year to see some, uh, you know, Division One talent, They'd be down in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania in the Peach Bowl at 5.30 p.m. to see Emotep and McDevitt. It's just, it's just a ridiculous amount of talent on the field there. And I, I mean, from, our, from this area's perspective, it's, 
It's what, you know, Coach Jeff Wechter loves to do with his McDevitt team, right? He loves having him open up against a really, really tough in-state team, and either from Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, just a completely different look. And this year, his team, which is loaded, absolutely loaded, is going up against maybe the other the set, the other all-star team in the state in Imhotep Charter. And, I mean, I'm just – I'm so looking forward that we're going to get to – individual matchups a little later, but there's some guys on McDevitt in particular. I'm really excited to see how they handle this because um, they're another year older, but this, you could argue this is as talented of a team as they played. And they, they lost um, one game last year and is in the state title game. So I, I imagine this was on your list as well. This was on my list as well. I put it down at five to try to hide it, but you can't hide this one. Uh, for sure, because, uh, you know, I was just Saturday in that Chambersburg Peach Bowl Classic. This is a 5.30 game on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you you really need two sets of hands to kind of count all the FBS guys between, you know, class of 23 and class of 24 that are going to be playing in this game. You know, the knock on Imhotep, even though they did make it to Hershey last year, obviously to play in that 5A championship against Penn Trafford, you know, the knock last year was really a like kind of a lack of cohesion offensively. I mean, mm-hmm. their defense was was absolutely legit. Penn Trafford had some incredible, incredible players last year to, to beat them in that game. But, um, you know, their offense was just disjointed. They have all these athletes, but there was just really not a big, cohesive kind of push for Imhotep. If that gets cleaned up, and again, I'm not sure that gets cleaned up in week one, um, but if that gets cleaned up, then there's no reason why those guys can't make a, an unbelievable run again. There's so much athleticism on that football team. Uh, we got to see a lot of it last year in the finals. So, yeah, I, I think this is uh, this is the state's marquee game uh, this week, um, and the showcase is going to be pretty good. I'll 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 start my list um, with the 5:30 Friday game at the Peach Bowl Classic, and that's Steel High versus Bishop Canavan. Um, this is my one versus three in preseason state rankings. And quite frankly, if the rollers do come out of here with a win, it's likely it catapults them to the number one spot. Yeah. I mean, we, we always talk about Alex Irby, the quarterback for steel high. We know what he can do. The weapons he has on the outside, there may be a few sort of, you know, guys who flew a little bit under the radar, but they won't after week one this year. But I want to see the guys up front and how they sort of control the line of scrimmage. Cause Canavan's a football team. They'll offer decent size. They'll be smaller than McDevitt or our Steel High overall, but they offer decent size and they always offer a punch. And that's really what Steel High needs right away is to see how they sort of react to that. Um, I think they'll react favorably. I do. I want to see Andrew Irby Jr. I want to see Eugene Green. Those got two guys up front, a couple other guys too coming back. But this is a group in Steel High. If they do stay disciplined and they got a lot better at that last year, if they stay disciplined, I think they could rule 1A for sure. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the line too because I feel like the way Steel High has kind of been the last few years, it's really easy to kind of get lost in their, all their their boatload of skill position players, and rightfully yeah. so. They're all really good, but they've got a couple guys up front there with you know um, Andrew Irby, Andrew Irby Jr., and then Tyshawn Holland Ali, and a couple mm-hmm. other guys that are going to be coming up this year. They're going to be kind of – Bigger, bigger names by the end of the year. I think that's going to be such an important unit for them as well. Yep. All right. Back to you. Give me another game. All right. I'm going to go from, you know, the, the big talent and the big talent kind of angle. I'm just going to go to a fun, you know, narrative angle. And I'm going to 
what was a District 3 quarterfinal game last year. Um, and I'm going to have Shippensburg at Cedar Cliff. These are two teams that are going to look a little bit different, um, especially Cedar Cliff. Cedar Cliff's going to look a lot different. They both have their quarterbacks back. Uh, Cedar Cliff with Ethan Durrell, Shippensburg with Tucker Chamberlain. And Cedar Cliff pulled off the upset last year at Shippensburg to hand the Greyhounds their first loss of the year um, in that playoff game. But a big reason why they did was because they had running back Jonte Morris, mm-hmm. um, who I believe carried the ball at least 40 times in that game. He was, I mean, he was, um, I believe, one of our football players of the year at Penn Live. He's just one of the, one of the best workhorse backs in District 3 last year. So, I'm really interested to see how Cedar Cliff, you know, bounces back from that. Um, losing Jonte Morris and losing Trenton Smith and losing some other guys because Ethan Durrell is back. You got a quarterback back. You got some up and coming guys as well. But I don't know. Shippensburg is Shippensburg to me just feels like a team that has a culture that's not that's going to want to get some payback there. They still they lost our defensive, uh, our actually our overall athlete of the year, in Anthony Smith. But they didn't lose a ton out. I mean, they lost some other players. They lost Nathan Beam, lost some linebackers. But they are going to be a really good team in District 3 once again. And um, talking with them, talking with their team, they are so confident in the culture they built there under Eric Faust. Um, we just had a story about their fullback Diesel Kozer go up. But mm-hmm. they, uh, I mean, they are just a classic team that's never going to be fun to play. And I'm, I, just, I have a feeling that they are going to kind of want to send a message. But, I mean, Colin Gillen's team is not a team that's, likes to be, you know, kind of a kind of a whiteboard to write a message on. They're going right. to they're going to fight back. I think I think that could be a nice little fun uh and it's hard to call it a rivalry game when they're, you know, they're not they're not uh divisional opponents, but uh who knows, you play each other a couple of years in a row, it becomes a rivalry. So, um I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that all that game was also on my list too, and mainly for the fact of you're right. How different does the Colts offense look, you know, without Jonte Morris back there? I mean, you have a you have a veteran guy like Darrell, obviously, but do you turn do you turn more to the you know do you, do you look more to the outside now, or do you try to stay with this within the system and kind of migrate a couple guys up to to those? You're never gonna you're not gonna get a no. guy running 45 carries again like Jonte did. No, but it'll be interesting too against against a defense in Shippensburg that's always talented. Yeah, they're always hard to to score upon. They don't hurt themselves with bad penalties. They're very disciplined. And this is going to be a well of a football game. I think that game last year was what ten seven. Yeah, it was. It was a cla- it was a classic Shippensburg yeah. um, playoff game where it's <laughs> it's in the it's in the tens. It's freezing. It's at their field, which is always a it's always an experience. But yeah, they, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. It sounds like you are as well. Exactly, that one should be interesting too. Um, I'm going to head to uh, Saturday at one o'clock. This is Central Dolphin at Central York. Um, the Rams did not make the playoffs last year. And to be honest, are really kind of a mystery to me walking into 2022. I know getting Devin Shepard is a big get uh, from East Pennsboro, came over as a transfer. Um, but can CD really kind of provide the necessary muscle to kind of make it through the Commonwealth? This is going to be a big benchmark test for him because Central York always has that. I know Bo is obviously at Penn State now, so there's a new era at Central York. But um, they're going to be ready for this matchup. Uh, obviously, having an extra day to prepare is going to help them out. Um, so I'm curious to see. This is a curiosity to me for Central Dolphin, and I've I've never really walked in. You know, twenty in twenty six seven years of covering high school football, I've never really walked into a season 
um, with Central Dolphin basically being a mystery to me. Yeah. And that's exactly what they are to me right now. Yep. And I'm I'm right there with you with Central Dolphin. But one it to me, it's a kind of, you know, it's kind of a little bit what we're talking about with Shippensburg, but even more losses. It's a kind of a test of the culture, right? Sometimes these teams that they, they might not look, they might look like they lost too much on paper. They might look like they've got these gaping holes, but you, I'd be hard pressed to not trust uh, Glenn McNamee to kind of at least have them as competitive as that roster can possibly be. And that's the question is how competitive that roster can probably, because they do have talent on that team. David Chase and yep. uh, Devin Shepard are really talented guys. Um, they've got, they're always going to have a pretty solid offensive line there. I, I I think it's going to be a big culture test for them. So um, yeah, that's a good pick as well. That was not on my list, but um, uh, it was close. Uh, Dan, before we get to your next game, let's uh, let's pause for a word from our sponsor. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com/centralpa-sportsmed to learn more. Okay, Dan, we're talking about five most intriguing games for us this week in uh, in District 3. Uh, you're up. What's your next game? Uh, my next one is uh, Mannheim Township at Cumberland Valley. I'm, uh, I think uh, I, this is a big year for the Eagles football program in, in a lot of ways. For, I mean, first and foremost, they're hosting the state championship game. So right. it's a it's a definitely a visible visible year for them. But I think it's a big year because they've got a lot of guys back. They, they're it's it's kind of going to be a test of continuity for them. Um, they've got Isaac Signs back. They've got J.D. Hunter back. They've got five offensive line starters back, as well as um a guy I've talked a little bit about, Tyler Merrill, who's a freshman. Who they're not sure when he's going to play, if he's going to play this year or not. I'm sure he will play at some point, but they don't feel the need to rush him because they have all that talent back. And they've they um in the off season, I got to see them play some seven on seven against Harrisburg. Um, who I'm sure we'll talk about a little later, but they really held their own against Harrisburg. They were really competitive in in that seven on seven. And seven on seven's not that's not high school football. It's not Friday Night Lights, but it it's a good indicator of how ta- like of some talent. And I think this Cumberland Valley team they really came on at the end last year. They beat Central Dolphin. They you know knocked Central Dolphin out of the playoffs. Um, I think Josh Oswalt's building a really really strong program there, and it's a really tough test. Mannheim Township's always going to be really talented. Um, you get them at home week one. Um, I think this will be a kind of a good, you know, bellwether. It's not even about really, it's not a, you know, Commonwealth game. It's a, it's more of just a, how are they playing? How are they looking type game? I think you had them as a pick em on our lines that we'll uh, release in a couple and uh, soon, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to look. Um, Cause I really think they're a sleeper in the Commonwealth. Yeah, I agree with you too. And one guy too, that I'm, I, I always like watching is Alex Save. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to have a tremendous year, not only at tight end, I think they'll use him a little bit more, uh, at tight end than they have in the years, you know, last year, but this is a, a defensive guy, linebacker, just an absolute stud, um, tracks the ball as good as any linebacker that I've seen that I saw last year. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Yeah. Manhattan township, uh, maybe a step back on paper, of course. Yeah. Um, walking into the season, but you're right. They've always got, you know, Manhattan Township's the state college of, of, of our area. I mean, they've got probably 100, 110, 120 guys on the roster. So you're picking, you're picking from a, a big lot there to kind of rebuild. And that, and Mark Evans always does a good job of doing that too. So 
All right. Well, we've mentioned four of my games so far. So my last one, uh, Dan, is Susquehanna Township in Milton Hershey. Mm. This kind of goes along the lines as you, with your Shippensburg Cedar Cliff uh, game. This is Friday night, seven o'clock, Henry Hershey Field. I, you know, I'm calling out the Indians and Spartans really basically because both programs, I think, have kind of something to prove. I mean, more so for the Indians who have kind of fallen on hard times uh, lately. The last couple of years, it just felt really disjointed. Injuries, of course, have played a role, but there hasn't been much cohesion for the Indians, even when they have been healthy. Um, and I think the Spartans on the other end have been trying to kind of get over that early postseason hump for a long time. Um, and I think this is the team that can kind of, if, you know, if some things fall into place, I mean, uh, you know, obviously at Milton Hershey, it's sort of a different situation. The kids sort of show up to campus a little bit different on different timetables, you know, so they're not out there running seven on sevens in the summer, you know, seven, eight, nine, seven on sevens. Uh, to kind of build this thing. They have to kind of all build it within a 10, you know, 12-day stretch before the season. So um, so I think in that respect, it takes them a little bit more time to kind of get up to speed. But, um, but yeah, I think this has the look of a team that can actually do a little bit of damage too. So getting off to a good start will be great for them. And and for Susquehanna Township, it's just, a comp- it's just competing week to week. Um, I think they're a little bit more settled uh, with their roster now. Uh, I think they, I think they like, what they have up front and some other guys are developing. So it's hard to say it's, it's just, even though it's been a few years, it's strange. It's strange to see the hand of go three and seven. Yeah. During this season, you know, and now being in the colonial too, um, you know, they should have a lot more success in the colonial this year. Um, I think anyway. Yeah. I mean, and they've got a couple, it's a kind of all, it's about the trenches, right? Cause they've got some talent on the, in the scope of yeah. they have Lex Cyrus. who's on, already has, you know, a bunch of division one interests. They've got Aubrey Carter who has interests from division yep. one. They've got Raze Bowles who has interests from division one and they have Ryan McLean who's got interest from PSAC school. So they've, they've got a lot of guys. It's kind of about, you know, getting those guys open, getting those guys, the ball, you know, or getting them in space, you know, those kind of things that are easier said than done when the offensive line is kind of still developing, but that's a good pick because it's kind of a sleeper because it's not, it's kind of not teams that were, you know, contenders last year, but there are teams right. that you want to gauge early on. Um, my fourth pick, because I believe I have two more picks since I've stolen a bunch of yours. Um, it's all right. um, so I've, my fourth pick is kind of a fun, fun matchup that I kind of forgot was the first week. Um, it's Mechanicsburg at Carlisle. Uh, I think Carlisle's a really interesting team that had a really kind of one of one of their best years in kind of recent memory last year under coach um, Brent Akis. Um, and they've got a lot of guys back. Obviously, they got Cordak Louis Shank back, Easy Thomas back um, as kind of their do it do it all guy. You got Thomas Nelson in the trenches. Um, they've got the Hargroves. They, they've got a ton of talent back, and I think they're going to be a really really tough out in the Commonwealth. I don't. They're not going to be you know the first place team in in that division. I don't think. But I think another district playoff appearance is more than reasonable, like of of an expectation. But that being said, I think. I think Mechanicsburg is also a um Mechanicsburg is also a pretty big they're a pretty big uh question mark as well just because they have a lot of returners and um starting with Jeff Luigi at quarterback Sage Thomas mm-hmm. who um uh is going to play a lot more at linebacker this year with Sam DeLuca graduated um Parker Sample at running back they've got a lot of talent on their team as well I don't know if they have quite as much as Carlisle but I think it's going to be a game that 
um, Mechanicsburg will give give the Thundering Herd a really good test to kind of show for Carlisle, you know, show where they are right now. So that's uh, that's my fourth pick. Yeah, I'm, obviously it's a big disappointment for uh, for Carlisle, Eli, Eli Hargrove being out for the year uh, with an ACL tear. Uh, obviously, you lose. You know, just you don't just lose like a veteran. You know, you lose a guy who, who obviously gives you three or four different spots to line him up. I mean, he's great in the return game. So, so that's a big loss for them. But you're right. I think Mechanicsburg's always one of those teams. I think that are downplayed a bit or have been downplayed a bit, um, maybe over the last couple of years. But then they keep, you know, they keep showing up and keep getting eight nine wins a season. Um, and I do like Luigi. Luigi's a, just a fierce competitor. I mean, obviously he's going to, you know, do for baseball, but, um, it, it, you know, if he wanted to probably play college football, he could, I mean, it, it's just, he's an amazing athlete and just a guy that guys have run through brick walls for him. So that's, you know, that's half the battle when you're, when you're talking about a quarterback. So that'll be an interesting one. It always is. Yeah. It, it's always an interesting game. So what, what's your fifth one? Yeah. Well, my fifth one, I decided I was going to bookend was, um, some peach bowl games and I'm going to end it mm-hmm. with a, a game that's, you know, a talent, kind of a talent game, but also kind of more of a, a storyline game as well, which is Harrisburg versus St. Vincent Pilate, um, a Maryland private school. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be at 8.30 PM on Friday in Chambersburg. And I mean, the face of the big storyline here is Harrisburg's going to be playing without um, one of the best head coaches in Pennsylvania over the last, you know, decade or so. Um, and Cal Everett, who's going to miss the first three games of the year. Um, I got, I went out to Williamsport to see Harrisburg scrimmage this past week. And I will say it didn't look like they were, it looked like focus was not an issue that they were still, you know, every, if, if you had told me that their coach had been suspended or that their coach hadn't been there, I would not have, would not have guessed it. They, they look pretty focused. And, um, I believe once again, this defense is going to be, you're gonna you're gonna have to really really work to score on this defense. It's just as talented as it was last year. I mean, um, you've got uh, a couple of coaches were telling me they think that there's you'd be hard pressed to find a better defensive end pairing in the country or in the state than um, Terrell Reynolds and Micah Chambers. Um, Chambers, yep. who I believe is pretty underrated. I think Reynolds rightfully gets a ton of shine, but I think Chambers is going to really blow up this year. Um, and then the offense, I thought. I thought Sean Lee looked really good as a passer. He's a sophomore quarterback. He was their freshman quarterback that won them a district title. So it's a good starting point, but he was more of kind of a dual threat type guy. I think this year he has the ability to take a kind of step as a thrower this year. And I think it's a good test against a good Maryland private school um, in week one. So yeah, that's my last pick. I think, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are looking, looking for that for multiple reasons. Well, I'm going to mention a certain Harrisburg kid that you already mentioned a little bit later on. But right now, we'll start with you, Dan. Why don't you run down your five programs that you feel are under pressure right away? Um, yeah, I mean, my first program, I, I guess I'm going to kind of mention it is uh, kind of go back to back. It was Harrisburg. I think Harrisburg is under a lot of pressure because they've got a, a pretty big senior core. Harrisburg's always going to be a really good football team. Let's kind of get that out of the way. But this core, they've had a really great year last year. They win the district title, but then they lose to state college in the, or yeah, they lose them in the playoffs. And I mean, it's, it was kind of a disappointing end, you know, for them. And I, I get the sense from a lot of people, there's a lot of fire in that program, even with, and probably be not, not even in spite of probably because of now 
this uh, situation where their coach is going to be gone for a couple of weeks. I think this team is going to be really motivated. I think they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. And I think if they kind of hit the ground running, I think it could be a little bit of a freight train type team where you're not going to want to see that team on Friday night or Saturday afternoon or whenever. So they're, they're my first team. Yeah. I'm going to go with central dolphin for some of the reasons we touched on uh, again, just a complete, you know, kind of mystery to me. Um, Obviously last year when they couldn't make up those last, those two games, they lost to COVID and ultimately missed the postseason. That lost that late loss to to uh, Cumberland Valley. You know that's 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 a slap in the face to these guys. I mean, I, I've been around that coaching staff for a long time. That's an embarrassment for them to to miss the postseason. That's exactly how they view it. And I think coming in recharged, coming out swinging, and and maybe putting on and not just putting on a good effort against uh, Central York in the opener, but winning that football game, I think is paramount to the success for the next nine weeks uh for them so central dolphin would be my number one all right number two for me is kind of it's more of the pressure is more to prove that they're for real and my pick cd east i think lance dean did a really great job in his first year uh with the panthers uh obviously had a ton of talent kind of there with makai flowers transferring in there um they had timir thornton um and uh, Cam, Cam Livingston, Marcel McDaniels lost a lot of those guys, but there's still a lot of talent there. And I think there's enough talent where they can still be really competitive. And even if it might not be kind of the, it, even if it might be tougher to kind of get to that eight, nine win mark this year with the, with the departures, I think they've got a chance to still, you know, kind of establish the program kind of being back under Lance Dean. Um, and I think they've got Reading this week. Um, I think that this is a program that, they there's there's not a ton of reason that they shouldn't at least be you know pretty competitive year in year out in football i think there's a good there's a good talent um kind of there's a good uh, talent base there they've now got a really good young coach i think kids are going to really lo- love playing for lance dean i can't i can't imagine a guy um, that's kind of you know kind of more relatable to these kids and he's that's it might be the youngest coach in the mid pen i i'd be hard pressed to find a younger coach than lance dean but um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do in year two because I think a lot of people want to see if, if this program is for real again. Exactly. Uh, my number two, Dan, is Bishop McDevitt. It's a different kind of pressure. I'm using the term loose <laughs> <laughs> in several ways, but the the pressure to finally win a state title. I mean, it, which doesn't, you know, of course, which doesn't have a two A attached to it. You know, it is front and center for these guys. I mean, everybody that I've talked to, everybody sees me on the passing them. Hey. Dev's going to win it this year. They're going to win it more than any other year that I've I've heard in the preseason. Uh, yes, it's a loaded roster. Uh, yes, this is a tough opener at Imhotep, but this is really a win-win game for them either way uh, coming up on Saturday. It really is. Uh, the only thing, you, you know, the, the thing you want to ha- absolutely have happen Saturday is you come out healthy. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing you need to do if you're Bishop McDevitt, if, you know, and and obviously be competitive and 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 possibly win this game, which I think. Well, I won't give my pick, but I think they have a pretty good chance. But um, yeah, the the roster is just so loaded. I mean, it, this is just this is this time, and I know your quarterback's only sophomore, but it's not like he's a sophomore, <laughs> you know, after what he did last year. Um, and, and and so I think the pressure is on McDevitt this year to to finally be the one where they break through. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're still going to probably have to deal with uh, a certain Whippeal team, um, who's also who's also very loaded. 
So, uh, so I'm, I'm just putting the pressure tag on Bishop McDevitt. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot hard. It's a lot harder to be the hunted than the hunter, I believe, because you're getting <laughs> the best. I mean, it might not kind of surface until later in the year, but you're always going to get a team's best shot. Yeah. Literally always. And I mean, it might not be kind of in the regular season where we see that become a thing, but I think teams, even once you get to the district playoffs and the state playoffs, teams are going to be kind of geared up and giving like 120% to beat Bishop McDevitt because they know that this this year's roster is, I mean, let's face it, it's basically an all-star team. Like they, are, they are completely loaded. Um, yeah. Yeah. My number, uh, my number three pick is kind of a, kind of a fun one. It's a uh, Gettysburg. I mean, because I think the pre- the pressure is to prove that they can, you know, play in the mid pen again. I mean, it's their first time in the mid pen and they're returning after eight years away. Um, had a lot of success in the uh, York Adams league, but it's, it's, it's a pressure of kind of their, uh, to prove that not prove that like the past success is real. Cause it was real. they been a really good program under Matt Heiser, but you always want to come out in your first year, a new conference and, you know, prove that um, you're for real. They got a sophomore quarterback and Brady Heiser. Um, they've got some, uh, uh, some really good returners. Uh, 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 Jacob Dickerson on the line, um, high stand at running back. They're going to be a good team. And I'm interested to kind of see, you know, the transitive property, see how good they'll be. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think there's some pressure to kind of flex their muscles a little bit to start the year. I agree with that. My next one is Trinity. And this has everything to do with Coach Jordan Hill's intention of playing <laughs> anyone. He wants all the smoke. All quality opponents, doesn't matter, classification, outside of league play, uh, to get to get his boys ready. Um, it's Delone Catholic Week 1, Roman Catholic Week 2, and why I'm missing in Week <laughs> 3. That is a gauntlet. So that is pressure alone. I... I hope that I hope the Shamrocks are ready yeah. for it because week one's probably going to be their easiest. Yeah. And so, and that's not no, that's not an easy task either with the loan. So, uh, yeah, Roman Catholic and why I'm missing, boy, that's that is some to double up there. So I'm putting I'm putting the pressure on Trinity. Yeah. Well, when I yeah when I talked to Wyatt Cooper asking which player he's most looking forward to matching up against this year, he said Javen Williams from Why I'm Missing the Five Star. Yeah. Yeah. Shot put champion uh, from on the offensive line for why I'm missing, and I remember Brian kind of joking. Uh, I hope I hope he knows what he's what he's in for, but don't let Javen get close to you. <laughs> yeah, well, um, all right, my number four pick. I'm gonna kind of repeat again, and I'm I'm gonna say Shippensburg just because they're coming off a ten and zero regular season last year where they lost in um in the quarterfinals. Right. Um, they're a, it's a community that that community. I think I'd be hard pressed to find a community that cares more about football in the mid pen than the Shippensburg football community. They go crazy for that program. They pack that, the old, <laughs> old Shippensburg stadium, like no <laughs> one else. It's, it's, at, it's, it's always, it's one of those games where you have to get there like an hour and a half early to make sure you can like waddle right through. Cause they love that football there, but I think they're really, they really think that they can win a district title this year. And I mean, We'll see, we'll see that there's a lot of con- there's always a lot of confidence with Eric Faust and his team. There's always, like we said, that culture is, expects to win. Um, and I think they really thought they had it last year when they were 10 and 0. And, you know, this year, obviously, Governor Mifflin doesn't have Nick Singleton anymore. So there's a, there's kind of one, you know, um, dangerous opponent, not eliminate because Governor Mifflin's always going to be a pretty good team. Right. But, I think Shippensburg feels like this is this could be their year, and they I know they definitely want to get back to the state playoffs again. 
Um, so sure. I think that there is a ton of you got a you got a senior quarterback, a senior wide receiver, good offensive line. The defense is always going to be good. There's pressure on them to get it done. I think. Yeah, if you had to guess, like if one stadium served funnel cakes, <laughs> you would guess Shippensburg Memorial Field. Yeah, that would be your first guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. absolutely. All right, my last uh, or my fourth team would be Juniata. Mm-hmm. Uh, expert expectations obviously now are high for the Indians. They carded another D six title for a last season. Uh, this should be one of the top defenses in the MPC uh, when it shakes out statistically. Uh, and Aaron Kanegi is the guy I think that everybody should know. He's gonna he's the guy replacing Jacob Kondo, quarterback and linebacker for them that did everything for him um, the last couple of seasons. So. Juniata wants to keep that. Obviously, they're looking to win the Liberty. Uh, they'll have some. They'll have some guys chasing them down. Um, but this is a team that's really has set the bar high for them now. So the pressure, obviously, is to keep that. Um, and my fifth one, Dan, I'll just skip over was Hannah mm-hmm. Susquehanna Township for the reasons we talked about. Uh, you know, just trying to get better, get over that hump, get back to being competitive week to week, um, and obviously staying healthy would would be a would be a major first step. For them, um, but it's always more, it's always more fun when Susquehanna's a player. Yeah. You know, when they're a player, it's always a more fun season. So we look forward to seeing that. So who's your last team? My last team's uh, kind of another kind of outside the box one. It's Northern Northern York. I think uh, yeah. one of the reasons I picked them is uh, Bill Miller kind of told us he said last year. You know, they had expected a rebuilding season, and it it kind of wasn't that they they you know make the district playoffs. They were a good team last year. Um, they've, uh, obviously Timmy Bonin at quarterback, um, they lost two running back or they lost, um, they never mind. Um, but they lost, they have a ton of returning talent and, um, I, uh, I'm just really interested to see how that kind of dynamic shifts from, Hey, this is kind of just a, you know, it's a, it's a, whatever year, let's just see where the chips fall to, Hey, we really expect we got Tim, we got a senior quarterback. We've got, a, um, some holes on the offensive line. But uh, some new guys in there as well. Also, uh, one of the best, uh, one of the best place kicker punters in the in the state, and Mason Young. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do because um, you know Bill Miller is always going to have that team well coached, ready to go. Um, and I I think that they I think they're going to be a fun team in the Colonial as well. They might uh they might kind of they might have something to say about Chippensburg going another ten no season because you always know that's one of the big games at the end of the year. Um, so I think there's some pressure on them to kind of make that jump, you know, from rebuild to contender in one year because of the changed expectations. Yeah, you only need to drive it to the 43 yard line, and you could kick it for three with you on the leg getting there. Yeah, and uh, no team, no team had more fun uh, posing for photos at our media day than the Northern no. football team. You, they right they were that. climbing on each other and going crazy. So uh, <laughs> the, the camaraderie camaraderie should not be an issue for them. All right, our, our last uh, our last category, Dan, here, we're going to do this rapid fire. It's five players we want to see on opening week. I'm going to start, and I'll do my five guys, and then we'll turn it over to you. All righty. All right, my number one guy is Sincere Bowers, the athlete for uh, Bishop McDevitt. This is not to diss McDevitt's starting running back, Marquise Williams, <laughs> but I love watching Bowers because of the versatility he brings. Uh, he's likely going to be in the slot a lot this season uh, if he's not lined up at running back. Um, and he's obviously a home run threat every time he touches the ball. If I was Coach Wechter, I would be drawing plays in the dirt for this guy every chance I got. So Bowers is my number one. Number two, 
Uh, CD East linebacker Thaddeus Krebs. You had talked about East earlier, uh, Dan, and all this kid does is find the football. I mean, the sad truth about this is if Krebs was three to four inches taller, He'd have 10, 12 offers on his plate. I mean, he's that. Lance Dean told me that exactly. I wrote a yeah. story about him, called him the most underrated no. pl- defensive player in the state, he said. It's exactly right. I mean, he just he just has a nose for the ball. He's always there. He's a 10, 12 tackle guy, and he just causes mayhem. Uh, we talked about Carlisle athlete uh, Easy Thomas. Uh, obviously, he's a quarterback, but I mentioned Easy for the same reason as I mentioned Bowers. He's a heck of a defensive back. He's a wonderful all-around athlete. He loves the game. He's a great kid to talk to. And, you know, that program, you mentioned Brett Eckes, too, and what he's done. That program has went through long years of struggling. Um, and he really has sort of cultivated this this group um, into basically this year being sort of their shot, you know, to kind of disrupt things in the Commonwealth. They have the manpower to do it. Um, so hopefully, you know, they get the job done and sort of, you know, just just be on that competitive level with that with all the other Commonwealth teams. And I think they are. I think we actually um mid or uh, preseason picks, I think they were fourth, I think yeah. we had them. Yeah. And that was and those are re- those are based off coaches' picks in the division. So uh that's something to think. Sean Lee Jr. from Harrisburg quarterback. You mentioned him, Dan, earlier. Obviously got a ton of reps last year uh in sort of a platoon. Uh, situation, but I'm most I am most interested to see how his game, his passing game has progressed. You mentioned him, how well he how well he did or how well he looked at the one seven on seven uh, that you saw him. So um, I mean, if you know, obviously he's a guy he could scramble, but if if that game has taken three or four rungs up his passing game, then Harrisburg's even more dangerous than we thought. Uh, the last guy is Brady Morgan, the upper off and running back. When you average nine and a half yards per carry, I don't care what league you're playing in. Uh, that's impressive. Morgan's a kid that loves to play the game. Uh, obviously, he figures big time in upper off and success this year. So I'll be I'll be interested to see how uh, he looks coming out of the gate against a really tough opponent, uh, Williams Valley in week one on Friday. Yeah, those are those are all good picks. It's kind of a miracle. You know, these last two things, I don't think we've overlapped once. I think I've got five oh. different guys. Um, my first one, super obvious stone Saunders, um, you know, sophomore, sophomore quarterback for Bishop McDevitt. Uh, I believe he's, he's starting to get some all American knots from various outlets and whatnot. Uh, he's going to, he's going to be one of the biggest recruits, you know, in the, in, in the country when it's all said and done. And it's like you said, one of the best tests he possibly could have to start his sophomore year, uh, had, had a little bit of struggles to start the uh, championship game against Aliquippa, which is probably the best team he'd face until then, but finished the game kind of well, um, kind of really steeled himself. So I'm excited to see if he's building off of that challenge. Uh, yep. The second guy I'm picking is a guy I've been hyping up a lot this offseason, and it's Steel High's Daquan McCraw, uh, wide receiver safety for the um, wide receiver safety for Steel High. He's just an athletic freak. He's a state medalist in the hurdles. Uh, he is going to be a real dangerous weapon for them. And I'm excited to see how much more a part of, of the both offense and defense he is this year than he was last year. Cause last year he arrived basically during camps and this year he's had a whole off season to work whole off season to get acclimated. So I think he's going to be the real deal. Third one is just kind of a aesthetic pick for me. I'm picking Trent Herrera from West Perry. I really, I really like this kid. He's a, he's five foot five listed on the roster, but 
he does not play like a five five running back. He is he is one of those five five players that is he plays like he's mad that he's only five five and he takes it. He's he plays physical for his size and he's also agile. I really love watching him play. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think that Westbury team's not going to be. I think they're going to be kind of tough this year. They um, gave Middletown some trouble last year in the district playoffs, and I think um, they're going to be a much better team this year. Um, my fourth pick is just a guy that I, I just want to see if he's on the field or not. It's a guy I mentioned before, Tyler Merrill. I uh, wrote a story about him uh, a couple of weeks ago, a Cumberland Valley offensive lineman, freshman, 6'5", 300 pounds, already has James Franklin and Oklahoma coach Brent Venables following him on Twitter. Uh, Josh, Josh Oswald said – He's the type of kid Nick Saban's going to walk up and introduce himself to at some point. So I'm just excited to see when he gets in there. Josh Oswald said he's not going to rush him. Like you said, he get, they've already got five offensive linemen return. But but even even with that, I just want to see if he gets to the field at all. And then my fifth one is um, another guy I mentioned, Sage Thomas, linebacker for Mechanicsburg. I just think he's going to have a really big year for them. Um, I think that that linebacker, that you know, star linebacker for uh, Mechanicsburg is always going to kind of be in the middle of everything for them. Um, he also plays a little running back. Did a good job last year when Parker Sample was hurt. Um, I'm just I'm excited to see um, if uh, if he lives up to kind of what head coach Anthony Rose says he thinks he can be because he says he thinks he can be you know the best um, among the best defensive players in the division. So um, those are just five guys I'm looking at real quick. Nice. Does Merrill have a nickname yet? Uh, yes, he does. His nickname is Big Oak, given to him by the strength Big and conditioning. Yeah, that's actually his tw- his Twitter handle is Big Oak. So, uh sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> All right. I was going to I was going to nominate the Mountain, but yeah, uh, Big, Oak, Big Oak is much better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty strong. All right, that'll do it for week 1 edition of Penn Live's High School Football Report. Check Penn Live for all your high school needs. You'll find stories, rankings, features, much much more. Get out there for the first Friday of football, buy a ticket. It helps the schools. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you all next week. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more.